Hi, everybody. You're listening to Shine Time Radio, an unedited podcast all about creating more joy in our lives using no bullshit tips from life coaching strategies that really work. I'm your host, Jenny Robertson, life and executive coach, mum, teacher, and fellow winger of life. morning well it's morning for me just now it's actually a lovely morning there's been a bit of snow so everything looks all pretty dusted with snow and I've got my coffee so I'm good to go how are you guys doing today today's coaching call is um, another question for you to consider Um, another big one of course because all these questions are big questions they might not seem like it but they are So today's question is, what are you willing to do to reach your imagined future or to create more joy or to feel or to feel more whole? Um, In coaching, I use the term imagined future, excuse me, a lot. So I'll explain that a little bit just now because, um, yeah, just in case you're wondering what I mean by that. So your imagined future is, well, it's kind of self-explanatory, but it's where you want to be and what you want to do, what you want to have. So that's your goal, your big end goal. But it, you know, it can be quite a big um, visualization you have for yourself. So your current reality is where you are now and your imagined future is where you want to go. And in that, we're always talking about forward momentum or forward movement to go from your current reality to your imagined future. And in saying all of this, there's nothing wrong. This is not about um, demonizing where you are right now. It's not saying that your current reality isn't valuable. It's just if you have goals or you would like to change things in your life or you would like things to be different, then what those things are, are your imagined future and where you are right now currently is your current reality. And your current reality holds a lot of resources and um, support for you. So there's no, we're not demonizing that at all, just to make that clear. But when we're talking about like how moving forward, that's what I mean is moving forward from where you are just now to where you want to be, where your imagined future is. Um, and one of the things that we spoke about at the Rainer Institute, where I did my coaching program, is that your current reality is Island A, and your imagined future is Island B, and how you're going to get from Island A to Island B, and how do we make it safe for you to get from Island A to Island B, because sometimes the island B can seem scary, your imagined future, what you'd like to have. And sometimes it's not the island and the goals itself. It's the journey that can seem scary or the unknown, right? So that is another sort of insight into what coaching is. So when I'm talking about what are you willing to do, there's sort of three aspects to that. It's what are you willing to accept? What are you willing to release? And what are you willing to create? And all three are very important. So what you are, are you willing to accept? That is, it seems, they all seem simple. <laughs> but 
when you start getting into the nitty gritty of it, when you start looking at them, there's some big stuff to work through, right? And I'll give you an example for myself at the end that could sort of combine all three, um, a personal example. So more about what you're willing to accept. What are you willing to accept about yourself, about your past and about your current situation so you can move forward? Okay, so sometimes we are unable to accept something We don't want it to be true. We don't want it to have happened. We don't want the situation to be what it is. And we are sort of stuck on that loop around it. So we are sort of circulating um, around this thing that we wish was different. Excuse me, I've got a bit of a cold today. This is one of those moments where you might be getting me with a bit of warts instead of the gems, <laughs> but I'll just keep sipping my coffee. It's all good. So what realities are you fighting against? What situations are you wishing or hoping were different and that are holding you back from moving forward? What is stealing your attention and pulling your gaze backwards instead of allowing you to look towards where you want to go? Another thing we spoke about at the Rainer Institute is if you're looking this way, you're not looking that way. So if you're looking back, you're not looking forward towards where you want to go. So having a think about what is it you maybe need to accept around a situation or about yourself or about others that you need that would maybe allow you to move forward. Sometimes we can get caught up as well in adding a lot to our lives. We need to be more. We need to be doing more. We need to be this, that, and the other. Um, But I would also ask, what are you willing to release so that you can make more space for moving forward? And these are things like ideas, beliefs, thoughts, habits, knowings, things that we think you know. (laughs) What can you let go of so you can move forward? What are you willing to let go of so you can move forward? A lot of times, and I spoke about this in previous um, coaching call episodes, we take on beliefs and um, understandings from other people and our society. And they're not actually ours to own and they don't actually... Um, serve us. So sometimes we need to release those. We need to let go of the things we think we should be doing. Oh, the the naughty should. <laughs> um, should is a funny word. I, I'm trying not to use it anymore. Um, what we should be doing. I use it a lot as part of my sort of negative narrative. Should. I should be doing this and I should be doing that. And I was never actually doing what I should should have been necessarily doing for myself that would work for me that served me best. It was always messages that were um, passed on to me that I was told I should be doing or felt like I should be. Um, So I would question those should comments as much as you can. And I spoke about this as well as about getting curious 
all in all of this, rather than judging, just be curious. Just get curious. Why? Why am I thinking that? What's happening? Curiosity is a beautiful thing. Um, and it takes judgment out of it because you're just curious. You just want to know, huh? That's interesting. I wonder why I'm thinking that. I wonder why I'm feeling that. Why is that coming up? So in all of this, of course, just getting curious with yourself. There might be habits you need to release in order to move forward. Habits that aren't serving you. Um, and that's okay. <laughs> you can thank them. Thanks, habit. Thank you. That, you know, it, I enjoyed you for a while. I You served me for a while. They don't serve me anymore. So thank you. And I, I release you. <laughs> so yeah, habits, you know, examining areas in your life that maybe you are not um, serving yourself best or things that you're doing automatically that when you kind of look at them with a bit more curiosity, maybe aren't um, supporting you towards your goals. And again, that's not to beat yourself up about it or not to, they could be habits again that were created by outside forces, not something that you even really thought about, but just were kind of, it were created for you. So yeah, have a link about those two for sure. Take a wee sip of my coffee. And the last one is what are you willing to create in order to move forward? So what kinds of habits would you like to create? What kind of rituals? What kind of beliefs? What kind of thoughts? What is it you want to believe? And how do you want to be? I mean, when you're going towards something you've never had, you kind of have to, no, you don't kind of have to, you full on have to um, often adopt thoughts and habits that you've never done before. Um, And you kind of have to think outside the box as well, because you've never attained that goal. You've never attained that imagined future. So you need to do things in a way that are different. Um, But we know we have that within us to do. Um... We can be inspired by other people. Again, not in a way that you should be doing things, but when you start to find or seek people that are in line and in tune with your values and with your goals, you know, it's a great way to see how other people are achieving that and being inspired, allowing yourself to be inspired without, again, judging yourself is another amazing support system. And I think I've had to do that, especially with starting up a small business. I follow some amazing um, women on Instagram who are starting up or have started up small businesses. And I'm sort of modeling myself after some of the things I do. And I'm and I'm doing it in a way and considering it in a way that suits me and that is um, that represents myself. But I've never done this before, so I need to learn from somebody. And I had a really good search about, and I've allowed myself to be inspired by other women doing these things who are already doing it. Not to copy, but to be like, right, okay, so here are some options. Um, And that's worked really, really well for me. So I'm allowed to create, I'm now creating a small business and I'm creating habits around that, that I've owned things I've never done before and things I never even would have considered before. (laughs) So if you told me even two years ago that I would be starting my own business, I would have laughed in your face. 
I would have gave you a hug because, you know, that's kind <laughs> to say. And then I would have laughed in your face um, because this is just not something I have ever considered. It's not a story that ever was presented to me as an option. I'm not someone who owns a business or has my own business. I'm not. That's not what I do. Um, and so, yeah, there's a lot you know, being inspired by people around you or seeking out inspiration is a great way to sort of provide you with some other options of things that you've maybe never done before or ways that you've never done things before. Thank goodness for coffee. Am I right? Oh, just makes everything better. Okay. So I was going to give you a quick example of all three of these issues that I've kind of been working through for myself. And it is to do with my relationship with my body um, I could use this with a myriad of things in my life and ways that I've been um, working through things. This is just a small example. Well, it's I say it's small. It's actually been a huge example for me. And I'm still working through stuff with it. Um, so I, just to give you some background, am a very large, tall, strong um, lady. I'm big. I was big from the time I was probably, well, probably from the time I was born a very strong girl. Um, and I was tall, taller than everybody in my class from about primary six, seven, grade six, seven back in Canada. <clears throat> and, you know, to the point where I was, and I was swimming competitively. So I was training twice a day, racing on weekends. Um, and I was, I was just strong. I have a lot of muscle mass um, from a young age. And I didn't look like petite, cute girls. And that was the value. That was the value um, at home. That was the value by society. Um, So I've always felt out of place. I mean, I even had to wrestle (laughs) the the grade six boys in my class because we did a wrestling unit in PE and I couldn't wrestle the girls because I was too strong. Now, half of me was like pretty damn proud of that, you know, and I beat them. I had to wrestle a boy I had a major crush on. Um, Luckily, I'm competitive enough that I beat him. But I also felt a ton of shame around that as well, because um, I didn't want to be stronger. And I want to be like, you know, the cute girl. I was always the friend. You'll know what I mean by this. I was always the friend. So I was very, I had a lot of friends in terms of, um, I was friendly with everybody. And so all the, you know, and the guy was interested in one of my friends, he would always come speak to me because I would be friendly with guys as well. And yeah, I was the friend. So I was never the the cute girl that the guy had a crush on. <laughs> I think sometimes they were a bit scared of me, which fair enough. Um, anyways, it wasn't valuable. And from a very young age, I was aware that my body needed to be a certain way to be desirable towards men. Um, and if you think about that from an 11, 12-year-old perspective, that's totally ick, right? Ugh. Um, nowadays. But that's, I remember very distinctly being, I need to be attractive to men, um, to boys, because that's the value where my body lay. So growing up, I was on, I mean, I was on, I think I went to my first um, Weight Watchers meeting when I was 12. Um I was on every diet. I have done every diet. I've exercised. I've always been active. So, you know, I didn't, and I, at this point, I didn't need to lose weight. This is another point I want to make. I didn't need to lose weight. Looking back, I can recognize I was just a big, strong girl. Um, 
but I always had this relationship with my body. I'm in my 40s now where I have this thing about I need to be smaller to be acceptable. I needed to be this to be a, a desirable. I needed to be this to be, um, I mean, this is like classic for most women. Um, even thin women, the biggest fear for them is to lose, is to gain weight because it puts pressure on everybody um, to be smaller. And God forbid they gain weight because they don't want to be treated the same way that bigger people are treated. And big people want to be smaller so they can stop being treated the way that they're being treated. Um, and yeah, and the fat word became like the worst thing it could be called. Um, I don't feel that way anymore. But so that looking, you know, through these three things about what do I need to accept? Well, I need to accept that the way I grew up um, and the relationship I have with my body is the way it is. And there's nothing I can do about the past. All I can do is repair the relationship with my body now. Um, and that's a shit ton of work, <laughs> right? And ladies listening to this, you'll understand that 100%. Um, men who have had the same feelings, absolutely, you understand this. Um, so the second part of that, what am I willing to release? Well, I'm willing to release the thoughts that my body is not worthy. I'm really willing to release the thought around, you know, the habits around, um, dieting and the way I'm treating my, I've treated my body in the past. I'm willing to release all those things. So I'm willing to accept that what happened happened and I'm willing to release the thoughts and beliefs and habits that were created because of those, um, those, were put on me, those things that were put on me and the relationship that I was forced to develop with my body. So I can accept and I can release and now I can create. I'm in a place to create um, a healthier relationship. I'm in a place to create different beliefs and thoughts about what my body is here for and what its its purpose is. I read a great thing. It, I'm totally gonna mess this up but it was a quote along the lines of your body is a um oh, what did it, it was like a device it's a personality distribution device or something like that so it's essentially carrying your personality your soul your um everything around it's how you move around this world so that you can do the things you want to do my body and my you know is actually and i can see that now the least interesting thing about me. Um, it's still of interest. I'm very tall. I'm very muscular. I'm a big girl. Um, so yeah, I recognize that I don't look like the norm and I'm mostly proud of that now. It's just who I am. Um, but so yeah, it's, you know, it's part of my identity, but I don't need to make it the be all and end all of who I am anymore. So I'm repairing that. I'm creating a new relationship with myself. I'm creating new habits for myself where dieting isn't part of that. Um, I'm creating new habits around working out, which means I'm choosing workouts that I love. So lifting weights and walking are my two just now. I'm not doing um, hours of spin and all the other exercises I used to do, which I hated. I tried running. I ran up to 15 kilometers, nearly killed myself because I'm not built to be a runner, but it's what I should be doing. <laughs> so um, I'm repairing that and I'm creating new habits around food and exercise for myself. Um, I'm creating new habits in terms of how I speak to myself. I'm creating new habits um, around how I believe I'm valuable. So, you know, work, <laughs> it's a lot of work, but 
I get to do that. I've had to accept it is what it is. I can't live in the past about wishing things were different and wishing I'd had a different um, belief system provided for me. I can't change that. So I need to accept that. I'm willing to release other people's and society's expectations around what my body should be. And I'm now willing to create new things for myself, a new um, environment and relationship with my body. So it's really exciting. So you can see how those three steps can kind of work for, well, they can, they can work for anything. Um, You may not be ready to work through those things with certain aspects in your life. um, And that's absolutely fine. (laughs) It is not easy. It brings up a lot of shit. Like it brings up a lot of emotions and a lot of feelings. So, you know, you need to do things at the pace that you're ready to do them at um, and not, you know, diving headlong into stuff that's going to really set you back emotionally or really upset you. That's not what, you know, is going to be the most useful. But you can use these three steps in whatever aspect of your life you're ready to work through. Um, And that's what, you know, to add on to that, when we were working as a coach in a relationship, um, I would be providing a safe place to do all of this and to be asking the questions around this and to be reflecting back at you about beliefs and habits and things that maybe you don't need to own anymore, things that you maybe are ready to release and accept and create. So that's what coaching is. It creates that space for you to do that and the relationship to do that together. So yes, I hope that you found these three steps useful. I'll just to finish up the whole focus, if you can ask yourself is what are you willing to accept? What are you willing to release? And what are you willing to create in order to reach that imagined future that you have for yourself? Just another point to go back, your imagined future, again, you've heard me speak about this often, and I'm saying this because it is so intrusive. Your imagined future needs to be what you want to be, do, and have, what you want to create for your for your life, ways that you can let more joy enter um, into your life. Because again, if your imagined future is around what you think you should want or what you think would make you happy based on other people's expectations or shoulds, then it it's going to be nearly impossible. It will certainly be impossible to find joy in it because you're not doing it for yourself and it's probably not sitting right for you. So spending time with that imagined future, that is like the big, the big prize is getting down to the nitty gritty of what you want with the imagined future you would like to have and to create for yourself has to be genuinely for you and genuinely what you, what would serve you best. So, you know, going towards other people's goals, a really difficult task, as you probably will know, thinking back to some of the things you've done in your life. I certainly, you know, trying to look like some of my friends who were half my height and half my bone size, (laughs) that's never gonna happen, was it? Um, That was just a losing battle. And doing it from a place of hate, hating, I've never, I mean, you cannot hate yourself to to acceptance, right? You cannot hate yourself to a place of love. It's not going to happen. Um, so yeah, other people's goals, not going to work for you in the long term. So I would really implore you to just 
get down and dirty with that. Imagine future. And I mean, like, get in it, get in it and figure out if that's exactly what you want and what you need. I would definitely, that's my big hint and top tip for you before you even start the three steps. Um, yeah, so if you are curious about finding out more about this, I have a let's chat option on the website. It is free and it's a 20 minute session just to chat through any questions you may have or even just to see if we're a good fit. Um, and yeah, that's that's an option. There's other coaching options there as well for you to work through if there, if you're ready to get started with something like this. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Shine Time Coaching, and you can find me on Facebook at Shine Time Coaching as well. I try and post most days, and I try and do stories most days that are related to um, coaching and coaching strategies, and related usually to the most recent coaching call. So you'll be able to find me there. Right, my lovelies. I hope you have a wonderful day, and um, thank you very much for joining me. Speak to you soon.